On this bite-sized edition of Force-Fed Sci-Fi, we discuss the 2020 Oscars! I am your host, Sean Michael Culp, and with me on this lovely bite-sized edition is my friendly co-host. I am Chris Rupp. All right, so we decided to do a nice little bite-sized rendition because the Oscar season is coming around. I think it's on the, what, the 8th of February or the 9th, February 9th, that's Sunday. So I've seen a couple of these films that are coming down, and I figured, what the heck? Let's talk about them. So what do you want to start with? I think let's start with... Let's start with a quick breakdown of the major nominees. Let's start with Best Picture. Best Picture. So we've got multiple films once again nominated for Best Picture. It's eight this year. We have films like Ford versus Ferrari, the surprise nomination there. Uh, the maligned Martin Scorsese picture, The Irishman in there. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, the World War II fantasy film uh, from Taika Waititi. Uh, the controversial Joker from director Todd Phillips, Little Women, the remake of the, the classic story, uh, Marriage Story, appropriately titled from uh, writer direct uh, director Noah Baumbach, the World War One epic 1917 from director Sam Mendes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood from the writer director Quentin Tarantino, and uh, another foreign language film in there, Parasite from uh, Bong Joon Ho, which is a uh, been the big winner amongst the foreign language film categories. I think it won a. So they say, yeah. I think it SAG. won the SAG award for uh, outstanding performance by a cast. So it's, it's and it dominated that. Yeah. Apparently, it's the movie. I almost caught it. I wanted to in Chicago. I think last week, Monday or Tuesday. But it's so hard because it's not really big over here. Well, it's you know big, but it's not many theaters are showing it. So it was only at like ten thirty, and my girlfriend was like. There's no way I'm seeing a Korean film. No offense, but that that late at night. So we did not. How many of these films did you actually see? Because I've, I've seen uh, Irishman, Ford years Ferrari, Joker, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in 1917. Uh, yeah, I've seen six of these. Six of, um, okay. With the exceptions of Parasite and, uh, let's see, Parasite and Jojo Rabbit. You saw Little Women? I did not see Little Women, oh. no. <laughs> Do you guys know how many I've seen? How many, Jeremy? Just one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you only saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Yes, and just yesterday. <laughs> so, I mean, you're 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 fresh off of that film. I mean, I've seen it multiple times. It's uh, it was my favorite film of 2019. So, uh, w- refresh us your your thoughts on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think it it was a very unique film. Um, there's the story of, of Leo's character and uh, Pitt's character, and they both did phenomenal jobs, in my opinion. Um, and then I, I really think Tarantino did a great job just with the film overall. And granted, it's obviously not historically accurate, but uh, you know, containing those historical components in it was kind of interesting to, to mix that in with one of his stories. And uh, I, think, I think it was really well done, honestly. I enjoyed it so much. It's uh, it's Tarantino's most mature film. Yes, he's definitely coming to his own. 
with like storytelling techniques and it wasn't overblown with like blood and gore no like except for the end yes (laughs) which uh which i didn't feel like that that was yes it did feel like vintage tarantino but that felt like a very natural progression of the story and it felt very in line with that cliff dispatching the manson family like he did just felt very in line for his for his character and not something that felt egregious or self-serving for the director's bloodlust granted if you are paying attention you can like tarantino's foot fetish is on full display in this film (laughs) i think uh brad pitt talks about that when he got his sag award like he's like, yep, another. I saw Margot Robbie's feet. All these different Margaret Qualley's feet are all. <laughs> everyone's there's so there's so much feet in this movie. Why does he? I don't want to know. I don't no, know. I I, I, I just I bet that he's got a shoebox in his closet that's just full of pictures of Uma Thurman's feet. But uh, another, like I said, the surprise nomination for Best Picture, I thought, was uh, Ford versus Ferrari. You think it was a surprise? Why? Why is that? Granted, Ford versus Ferrari is a is a fun film. To watch for me, I got massive Days of Thunder vibes from it. I've never seen that. It's a great like I've racing seen... film with Tom Cruise, Michael Rooker's in it, Nicole oh, okay. Kidman's in it. It's it's a it's great movie. I think Robert Duvall's in it as well. Nice. And uh, it's for me, like, I am not a car person at all, but that's such an interesting story to read about the um, the twenty four hours at Le Mans and how Ford was competing against Ferrari to win that. And but it's. But like I said, it was such a fun film to watch. It is going to win. I, th- I think it is going to win a couple of the technical awards that it's up for, sound editing and sound mixing. I don't think it's going to win for film editing. I think 1917 is going to take that award. Oh, yeah. Well, 1917 is basically shot in one. It seems like it's shot in one continuous motion. It's nuts. If you've seen Birdman, I, it's, it, I had flashbacks mm-hmm. to that while watching it. But... Days of uh, Thunder and Ford vs. Ferrari. That sounds exciting. <laughs> that's that's a good afternoon of racing films right there. <laughs> Maybe throw in the Simpsons episode where Bart has to build a soapbox derby. <laughs> uh, but I think the two the two films that are com- going to come away with the big winners are going to be 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I I, I uh, that's what a lot of people think, but I think Parasite might sneak up in there and get a couple. Because apparently it's amazing. I wish I wish I could have seen it, but apparently it's like this nutso. Because you know, remember Roma? Yeah, that came out a couple of years ago and it didn't sweep, but it won a lot of major awards. Well, I think it will. Obviously, it is the odds-on favorite for best international feature film, but I really don't see it taking home much else. Um, I think Sam Mendes is going to take home Best Director because his work on 1917 was incredible. Roger Deakins is going to take home Best Cinematography. It's also going to win Best Film Editing. Maybe Production Design, but that remains to be seen. There's there's just so much to unpack in 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Granted, I haven't seen Parasite. I can't offer quite a definitive opinion on it. But I do think the Irishman is going to come away empty-handed this time. <laughs> Chris's bloodlust. No, for my the Irishman. My personal thoughts on the film aside, Martin Scorsese and Sam Mendes have have both have had Oscar success in the past. Sam Mendes won for American Beauty. Martin Scorsese's won for The Departed and several other films, but I just think it's time to give some like recognize somebody else within that category and i think it is tarantino's year 
Okay, fair. I would agree with that. I think the Irishman is kind of like I. Th- I would see it as Martin Scorsese's last big hurrah, because the guy's like seventy-seven. I don't even know what's in store, or even if he has another film project. Maybe he's going to try and de-age himself with that, <laughs> with those computer effects. Like I can make another movie, <laughs> right? I've seen YouTubers create better visual effects for the Irishman than the effects team did. So I was. It's not like the effects is bad. It's just the fact that they kept the 75 year old bodies of these guys so it's like you see their face because i was showing my girlfriend we went to the field museum last week and i was talking about this movie and she's like oh why why does chris hate it (laughs) and i was like giving her your reasons and i was like it's not bad but the cgi it kind of is a little off-putting at first you see it and you go wow this looks insatiable but when you look at an older like 30 year old version of robert de niro Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, you can compare and contrast and go, oh my God. And then when you see a 75-year-old De Niro trying to kick a guy's ass in front of the convenience store and he's not even stamping on his hand, it, it just, it, it's like, ooh, couldn't even do a body double, Scorsese? WTF, man. So there's moments in this film where you're just like, where I understand your plight, Chris. I understand it. So <laughs> it didn't look as good as Sam Jackson and Car- Captain Marvel? Not at all. I guess I guess Netflix doesn't have Disney money. Not yet. <laughs> we'll probably not never now with all of them. But I agree. I don't I don't think it'll come away with anything. Well, I mean, I think Joker is also going to come away relatively empty-handed. I think Joaquin Phoenix will win best actor, but it's so I mean, granted, it's so hard. Everybody thought Black Panther getting all the nominations it did last year was a fluke and then the very next year we get joker no one expected this film to be as successful as it was and to be as well received as it was everybody thought it was going to inspire a new round of like school shootings mm-hmm. but that was that was all garbage because yeah i didn't put too much no. sand in that in those theories either i mean to me that was just garbage it was a reason to like hate the film because we have like superhero films that are like 10 times worse and tons of other movies that come out that's about terrible people. And I'm like, this is the movie that's going to spark off those guys that were just waiting. So I didn't really believe it. But I think for music, the Joker, that would be like my pick if 1917 doesn't win. Because the score in the movie with Joker, even the soundtrack is just insatiable. Here's what I, I think is going to happen with that category. So Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is also nominated for Best Original Score. Oh, man. And it's been much publicized that this is John Williams' last Star Wars film that he's composing the score for. So what I think is going to happen is they're going to vote to give John Williams the Oscar and the woman who composed the score for Joker is going to be left out in the cold. Oh, that's so that would be so bogus. It wouldn't Doesn't be Doesn't he have an Oscar it, already? He John Williams has plenty of Oscars, but he it's, could melt down those Oscars and sell them for gold. This man. wouldn't be like outside the realm of possibility though, because this is true. something like this happened a few years ago with another Tarantino film, The Hateful Eight. Ennio no. Morricone composed a score for that film and he won the Oscar. Oh, I didn't know that. He had already won an honorary Oscar at that point, and then they gave him the Academy Awards. Like, listen, he may never do something like this again. Let's just give him the Academy Awards so we can say we've done it. Yeah, so he can walk away with that little feather in his cap. What about directing? How did you? I mean, that's a tight category to me. It's only five, but you got Scorsese, Phillips, Mendez, Tarantino, and then Bong Joon-ho, or who, for the five 
directors. I I don't know, man. Todd Phillips did a great job. Sam Mendes. I mean, it's like it's hard to compare and contrast. And Tarantino. Again, I think the the two favorites are Sam Mendes and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. But this is also another year where second year in a row where there's no women that are nominated for best director. Well, I mean, I don't know what female directed film did you love? Uh, well, that? Greta Gerwig directed Little Women. And that's nominated for Best Picture. She did uh, Lady Bird a couple of years ago. That was well received, and ultimately, unfortunately, came away empty-handed at the Academy Awards. Like, and, and I don't know how to. I don't know what Hollywood has to do to move forward. Is it give women opportunities directing films that aren't rom-coms? Like, like what do they do? Well, I mean, you also have to put out good content because, like, nominating people like just because they're female or race. Is like a checklist, and then doesn't that kind of defeat defeat the awards? Because it's supposed to be the best. Instead, then it would just be like, all right, we must have a female director. You well, know it, what I'm saying? It's yeah. back to the whole, you know, Oscars like 2015, 2016. It's all over again. I don't know. I didn't care too much for that, but I do think for best director, they could have scratched Scorsese off of that because I don't know. He just gets nominated every year, and I think he does put out a good product but it's like it's not his best product you know he put and, three academy award-winning actors within close proximity to each other and just let them work yeah he didn't really have to do anything and it, it, i saw knives out and i think knives out was an exceptional film that probably it's i think it got snubbed for like best picture best director i know i've poo-pooed on ryan johnson for like the last jedi but knives out was incredible that was a great story well received so executed, tight script. I mean, when I saw that Scorsese and all these other guys got a nod, I was like, really? Not Johnson? Why? He he would deserve it over, not to say like Quentin Tino, but when you see the same guys rehashed over and over, does it become, are they being nominated because of the work or are they being nominated because of who they are? You know what I'm saying? And it's, that's it's both. question. It's, it's a bit of both. I mean, as much as the Academy won't admit this, winning an Oscar, regardless of any point in your career, especially as a director, it is a career award. Oh, yeah. Well, Leo retired after like winning. He retired for like four years. He, he, and then he was like, I'm done. I'm going to do environmental stuff. I got my little gold statue. Well, man. if we're going to nitpick Leo winning an Oscar, he should have won for The Wolf of Wall Street. You think so? I think so. I think he should have been nominated for uh, Django Unchained as well. All right, yeah, Django Unchained. But I feel like Aviator. He did a darn good job in that film. Oh, he's great in everything. He should have like six Academy Awards by now. That's probably why he left film for like four years. Like, screw you guys. I'm yeah, I remember after seeing The Revenant, I looked at my friend like, I literally do not know what Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio has to do after this to win an Academy Award. <laughs> to take away a little statue, man. So, Sean, you had mentioned uh, Ryan Johnson, and we haven't really talked about screenplays. What do you guys think about screenplays? Oh, that's a good question. Well, as Sean mentioned, Knives Out is nominated for Best Original Screenplay. We've also got Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite all all up for Best Original Screenplay. That's, that's going to be a tough one because those are all great. I mean, I saw Marriage Story, amazing film, so Oh. A marriage story is heartbreakingly real. Yes. And that's <laughs> what I think is going to turn off a lot of people for voting for it for an Oscar. 
the trend in recent years i mean this is going back to um even last year with green book winning is it the oscars the films that typically win are supposed to be like this escapist uh the reality yeah granted there's been a lot of heavy films recently that have won oscars films like argo 12 years a slave moonlight all very emotionally heavy films even in the shape of water that have won oscars so i think they're kind of trending more towards this this positive fun time at the movies and the marriage story still a great movie but man you do not leave that movie feeling great about what you just saw yeah a lot of people that i've talked to that have seen it they're like you know what i'm good on marriage i don't want to get married anymore uh i i think that's a definitely a very well character driven film adam driver is just nuts and scarlett johansson Mm -hmm. it's amazing seeing her in something outside of black widow so i i don't know that's a i hope scarlett johansson takes home an academy award i think it's her year man i would hope so too she's facing she's facing some pretty stiff competition in both of her categories uh renee zellweger is up uh in for judy portraying judy garland uh Saoirse ronan has been nominated a few times in this category uh for in this category Charlize theron is always a is always a danger she's won an academy award before even in the best supporting actress she's got kathy bates lord dern margot robbie florence Pugh, who's an up-and-coming actress she again she's got some pretty stiff competition in both of those acting categories yeah right and then even in best adapted screenplay i was surprised joker got a nomination there yeah i mean because it's pretty much taxi driver 2.0 well and also too when you're adapting comic books from the source material it's so hard to pick what you're adapting you may choose characters from one storyline and you may choose plot points from another so that's what it is it's a just awarded based based on characters created by the you know the the batman creators essentially is what it was which is why i think it was i think 10 12 years ago when the dark knight was up for they couldn't figure out like what like oh where, where did you draw your inspiration from what's your source material here and I'm, you know, Irishman is also up for best adapted screenplay, which is like really you allowed yourself to be taken in by a con man and Frank Sheeran. Oh well, I don't know, man. I, Frank Sheeran I was think a liar. I don't know. I, I, I think there might be some truth in that. You never know. No, he, you never know with people. He only came out and said he killed Jimmy Hoffa after everybody else is already dead that could have been involved with that. So there was nobody who could have corroborated that story. So yes, I think I think that Irishman is just one hundred percent crap. Well, Scorsese, I listened to in an interview, he said it's not about fact. It's just about telling an emotional story about characters. So whether it's true or not true, it doesn't matter to him as a director. His point as a director and screenwriter is to craft a story about characters. Which you can so, do. That's You can do a story like that that's not three and a half hours long. <laughs> that's true. You want to waste a day. I mean, go go have yourself a marathon of Dances with Wolves, Gone with the Wind, and the Irishman. Oh, God. Kill me now and finish it off with Return of the They'd King. They'd have to hold my eyeballs open like from a clockwork orange. Oh, God. That's called torture, man. That's modern torture. No, but you mentioned Knives Out as one of the snubs of this year. I I think one of the other bigger snubs as well was uh, the Adam Sandler film Uncut Gems. Oh, dude, he got screwed. Adam Sandler. Why won't the Academy just acknowledge him? 
I mean, yeah, he he does a lot. The before, majority, 95% of his films suck. Before we just anoint his film and his performance, it's like, oh, Oscar worthy and all that. Let's, <laughs> let us not forget, this is also the same man who's done films like Click, Jack and Jill, I Now Pronounce You, Chuck and Larry, Grown Ups 1 and 2, because apparently one just wasn't enough crap. <laughs> hey, I want a third one. <laughs> With Shaq. Yeah, of course. He just wants an excuse to go hang out with his buddies in Cabo. It's like you don't have to make a movie to do that. Just like pay for everyone's vacation. I mean, hey, if he wanted me to be in the film, I'll go in it. Absolutely, Adam. Sign me up. Uh, Adam Sandler. He he's great. I I think I've seen him in three. He's done like four dramas. I think in his career that have just been incredible. But you know, the Academy. Well, he was great in Punch Drunk Love. Oh, he should have been nominated so for that. Great. Yeah. What was the one he was in with uh, Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen. Oh! Seth Rogen uh, did a drama? Funny People. Yeah, Funny People. That was great. He's like dying of cancer. Or he thinks he's dying. Yes, that was so But he's not dying, turns out. No, it was all a gimmick. I actually didn't really care for that film. I didn't either. (laughs) That's the only other drama-esque film I've seen Adam Sandler in. (laughs) He was in a film called Rain Over Me with... um, Donald Cheadle, Don Cheadle, and it was basically about uh, he's a, this guy whose wife and kids die in the September 11th attacks, and so he's got like super bad PTSD, and then Don Cheadle's like a friend that he runs into, and they both like hang out, and he learns to grow and become a person again, and it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the same sound of the box office, too. <laughs> But, all right, you know who I'm happy to see outside? Uh, Antonio Banderas. He finally got an actor nod for Pain and Glory. And he he's a pretty well-respected actor. Uh, he dwells in the Spanish market as well as the English market for films. And I think he's great. This film, I've seen, like, clips of it, and he's insatiable. I just don't think he, unfortunately, has a chance of winning no. this year. He's uh, again, he his categ- his competition is so stiff in this uh, category. It's like Steve Carell when he did Foxcatcher. It yeah. was just like you're getting the nod. Here's the career boost, but unfortunately, sorry, young man. It's like you've already <laughs> lost. Here's your grab bag. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Take the well, Apple like, gift even card. then, like that competition is so stiff. There's Leonardo DiCaprio. Adam Driver, Joaquin Phoenix. But we all know Joaquin Phoenix is probably going to win. Yeah, I would the be over shocked under is if like he didn't what, win. Eight to one. I mean, he's just there's no way. He's already won everything else. Yeah, unless the Academy does what they did to Bill Murray for Lost in Translation, where he literally won every award, but then they're like, you know, Sean Penn. Here you go. That would suck. But I don't know. I think I think it's time for Joaquin Phoenix. He's such a well revered actor. So to close out today's uh, bite-sized episode of Oscar So Forced, what uh, what are your guys's? What do you think the? What are your major predictions for the ninety-second Academy Awards? Jeremy, why don't you? <laughs> any 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 big predictions? Anything <laughs> anything you'll be shocked to see? Well, with my uh, <laughs> with my deep insight of the films that I have. <laughs> I really don't know. We can edit this out. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll leave it in. No, I, I really don't know because I, I have a child and I do not see any of these films. <laughs> Wait, but Jeremy, but Jeremy, what about animated films? Huh? Uh, 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 did you see Toy Story 4 or Claws or Lost? I Lost My Body? 
Um, I attempted to see Toy Story 4, uh, but my child was getting cranky, and we had to leave like 15 minutes into the film. Oh, no. Darn you, Cameron. Uh, And there's no refunds at the movie theater. No, no. That's okay. (laughs) You know, I I do eventually want to watch most of these films. Uh, You know, I am a big DC fan, so I'd, I'd love to see the uh the joker um and you guys have raved about it and uh uh knives out sean you said you you really like that so i i, w- I want to see that i did have a desire to see the irishman but no chris is saying maybe <laughs> not uh i think the best way to watch it is to break it up in I, there's a way Parts. to uh, there's a way of watching it where you can break it down into like four or fi- four 45 to 50 minute long sessions like it's a mini series there is a way of watching it despite scorsese's protest that you shouldn't watch it that way granted then he shouldn't have put it on netflix or for people to pause and resume whenever they feel like doing it if that's if that's not how he intended people to view it thanks scorsese <laughs> <laughs> what about you sean what are you what are your big uh predictions for the Oscars evening. Oh, it's going to be a night of laughs because we're year two without hosts. I think Joaquin's going to win. I think Brad Pitt by far. Yeah, if Brad Pitt doesn't win, oh, I will throw a shoe at my television. I think Scarlett's going to win for leading. I A lot of people are saying Laura Dern's going to win for uh, supporting. Maybe. She did win the Golden Globe. It could be possible. And then definitely for like directing. I th- I would like, I would hope that Quentin Tarantino wins for directing, but I think it, he's probably not going to win it for Best Picture, but it's going to go to either 1917 or uh, Joker. If Joker, if there's an upset, it would be like the Joker. But definitely, that's my picks. And as much as I would love to have uh, Knives Out win Best Original or you know Screenplay, I just wish it would, but it's not. It's probably going to go to either Once Upon a Time or 1917. For my picks, at least. Mm. I agree. And I, I think, um, like I said, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will be the big winner of the evening. Because if there's one thing Hollywood loves, <laughs> it's to be pandered to. And and the critics just soaked up all the Hollywood nostalgia and the just the little tributes to Hollywood that were peppered throughout the film. Unless it's La La Land, where... They did not win. Thankfully, it wasn't that where there, there's literally a dream tap dancing sequence next to the Hollywood sign. I don't. I don't think they. I don't think it's that level of pandering. <laughs> it's it's this it's this pandering where you almost don't realize it's happening to you until it's over. <laughs> what did I just watch? A commercial for Hollywood. But I think that'll take on Best Picture. Brad Pitt so deserving of Best Supporting Actor. Best original screenplay, maybe one or two technical awards, but it is going to be the big winner of the evening. Mm-hmm. And if we're wrong, well, oh I, well, I will be out of TV because I will have thrown my shoe at it if Brad Pitt <laughs> doesn't win Best Supporting Actor. And Jeremy won't care because he hasn't seen him. You'll be out of shoe too, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. It'll just be lodged in, in a television at my home. Please send a picture. We'll we'll add it to Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> Chris's TV, everyone. Or I might just take it and just throw it outside. Just break <laughs> it over my knee. Done with you, Academy. And then I'll just go watch the Oscars on the other TVs in my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us for our bite-sized edition. As always, you can find us on uh, social media, Spotify, iHeartRadio, 
or whatever streaming service that you're used to. Come and check us out and like and subscribe and write us a review. <laughs> okay. You're never closing out the show again. <laughs> Force-fed sci-fi is written and hosted by Sean Culp and Chris Rupp. Website design, associate producer, and editing by Jeremy Kesky. Artwork designed by Mike Berger. Theme music composed and performed by Custom Anthem.